today we are very very much honored and blessed to have here with us as, as our special guest today we have the metropolitan uh, yosef of south america and we will be talking more about their visit to tacloban and the ongoing medical mission right now being conducted at the church of the saint mark coptic church is for free for everyone so if you wish to avail of the free medical services medical mission you can go to the saint mark coptic orthodox church at Evelda avenue tacloban city first we would like to introduce to you metropolitan uh, yusef of south america is here with us good afternoon and welcome to the program good afternoon i'm happy to be here with you today since when did you arrive, Metropolitan uh, Yusuf? I arrived here one week ago. One week ago. And you will be staying here until? Until uh, Thursday. Together Bishop with Ruiz. His Grace Bishop Ruiz, yes. yes. What is your purpose of coming to Tacloban? Why did you choose Tacloban as uh, one of the places that you're visiting? In America, every year we visit one of our missions all over the world. So, for example, last year we visited Namibia. This year we decided to visit here in Philippines to give support to the mission church here in Philippines and also to learn about the culture here and to send a message of love and solidarity with the people in Philippines here uh, to tell them although we are from a different continent but all of us we are one body in the name of Christ and we are brothers and sisters together so we come here to show love to help, to serve, and also to learn from the experience of the uh, people here in Philippines. The people of the club are very blessed with your visit. And we'll be looking forward again for more visits. God willing, God willing in the future. Uh, there are so many people there now availing of the medical mission. Yeah, I hope that many people can benefit from the presence of the medical mission. They are uh, here from, uh, I think, today and they continue the rest of the week. So if any person who needs medical help, they can go to the church here and they will find the help uh, that they need. God willing. I understand you have a pediatrician today, neurologist, dentist, and the general practitioner. So these doctors are, who are here with us are from the United States. Yes. And they are specialists. They are specialists in the United States, yes. I, they would like to know about more what is the Coptic Orthodox Church. Okay. The word Coptic means Egyptian. So the Coptic Orthodox Church means the Orthodox Christians of Egypt. And the Orthodox, the word Orthodox means the right way to glorify God. Because the Orthodox kept the faith unchanged. The faith that passed down from the Lord Jesus Christ to the Apostles unchanged. In Egypt actually, the Christian, most of them are Orthodox Christian. And the Coptic Orthodox Church was founded by Saint Mark. Saint Mark is the author of the second gospel in the New Testament. Saint Mark went to Egypt and preached Christianity there. Saint Mark is the first pope in Egypt. Now Pope Theodorus is number 118. And there is uninterrupted chain of patriarchs since Saint Mark to Pope Theodorus. 118 patriarchs. So we have 2,000 years of Christianity. 2,000 years. Of Christianity. of Christianity. One of the very oldest churches in the world, the Coptic Orthodox Church. So this is the oldest? 
Yes, from the time of St. Mark. And St. Mark, you know, was a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning, there were four seats, one in Jerusalem. Christianity started in Jerusalem. From there, it spread to Alexandria, Egypt, to Antioch, to Rome, and to West Africa. So these were the main centers of Christianity in the first century. So Egypt, Alexandria, was one of the main centers of Christianity from the first century, from the birth of Christianity during the time of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you have been uh, going around the, the whole world uh, with uh, your uh, mission of uh, helping Filipinos, not only Filipinos, but a lot of people in the world. Yeah, every year we go to a different place with the mission trip yes that's right every year every year every year yes and uh may i know what are the programs or services the church can offer to the people of the globe here the church can offer besides the medical mission educational mission and also support for their materialistic needs their um, social needs their psychological needs besides bible study and they educate them about the, the spirituality because the holistic approach to develop the person as body, spirit, and soul. And the Lord Jesus Christ used the holistic approach. In, in his ministry, he provided for the physical needs of the people, for their psychological needs, and also for spiritual needs. So the church here provides for the spiritual needs for the physical needs as well as for the psychological needs. Everybody is welcome to be in the church, right? Yes, everyone is welcome to attend the church, yes. And I would like to ask uh, both of you about uh, what are the visions? Uh, what's your vision of helping the community here in Tacloban? And uh, not only in Tacloban, but the entire world. The church, as the Lord told us, you are my witnesses. So to the whole world, we witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. We need actually to bring every person perfect in the Lord Jesus Christ. Nowadays, there are many challenges that are facing the people. The culture is changing, and the culture became anti-Christian in a way. The biblical principles are not anymore the truth that the people will follow. And the people like to change and to alter this truth. That's why the Lord told us, you are the salt of the world, you are the light of the earth. So the church should be the light that enlightens the people during this time. People should come to the church to learn about the truth, about their salvation, about their eternal life. And also, as I said, the church should provide for the needs of the people, whether it is physical needs or any other needs, besides mainly the spiritual needs, because that is what we care about, our eternal salvation and going to heaven after we leave this world. How the church responds to a lot of disasters, not only here in the country? Definitely, disasters is part of the corruption that happens to the world after the fall of Adam and Eve. So the church has responsibility here to rescue the people after disaster, like his grace Bishop Ruiz spoke about the typhoon, what happened here. Egypt, although we don't have any Egyptians here, the mother church in Egypt felt responsibility to send medical missions here 
to help the people during this difficult time. All of us were children of Adam and Eve. All of us were brothers and sisters. If, if there's a disaster, we need actually, number one, to attend to the needs of the people, to help them, to deliver them from this disaster. Number two, we need actually to see if there is anything we can do in the future to prevent the uh, coming of the disaster. And if this disaster, like natural, like the typhoon, we cannot prevent it, at least we can help the people to escape or to run away and to be safe enough time before the disaster itself. So the church has a prophylactic mission and interventional mission. Prophylactic, how to prevent and how to help the people before the falling of disaster. And interventional, when the disaster happens, the church should intervene with the help of the country and the government to rescue the people, so to give the people relief from whatever damages or, or loss they may suffer during the disaster. That's exactly uh, What the people know is the a total spiritual redirection of themselves and you believe uh, that the disasters are part of the corrupted uh, practices happening now in the world yes it's yes. part of the corruption that happened to the world after the fall of adam and eve and from after the club and uh, what's uh, the next place that you will be uh, conducting the medical mission after the club we are going back to manila from manila i'm going back to america because my dice is there and then we will plan for another mission either in Egypt or in South America or in Africa or here in Asia. We are planning uh, maybe we need to come maybe next year to Indonesia here. And uh, how many doctors do you have now here with you? About 10. About 10. About 10. And this comprises about uh, the pediatrician, we have the neurologist, neurologist and, and we have also the general practitioners. And an internist, internal medicine. Yeah. Uh, good about this medical mission, you give free medicines. Yes. And yes. I could see a lot of people outside waiting for their turn to be attended to by this physician. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is something, a uh, great blessing for all of us here in Tacloban. Metropolitan Yusef, what is the church's view on human development? Human development means how to improve the person in order, as St. Paul said, to bring every person in the image of Christ. We are created in the image and likeness of our Lord Jesus Christ, likeness of God, as we read in Genesis. But after the fall, we lost the likeness. And now, with the incarnation of the Son of God, and He took our humanity, now it is possible to renew our persons to be in the likeness of Christ. So the human development, how to develop the person, not only financially, but also in his mind, in his um, psychology, in order to be able to be transformed from one image to image until he reach the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Human development means knowing your personality, then improve it and work on it. Many people, they are not reconciled with their personalities. So in human development, how to accept your personality and how to be reconciled with it, then how to improve it and how to work on it. Also human development in the field of social services, actually teaching the people a profession 
instead of giving them a money. If you want the person to develop himself, you don't only give him fish, but you teach him how to fish. Exactly. exactly. Here, when we help the people to have a profession, rather than just to give them money, this actually will help them to secure a, a good future and a, a good career. Education is part of the human development. As St. Paul said, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So when we renew our mind through education, we will be transformed, we will be changed. Education is very important. Education is very important, yes. yes education, because uh, through education, it will uh, release and uh, bring out the person from, like, say, poverty. What, the, what is the role of the Church of the Orthodox uh, St. Mark Coptic of the Orthodox Church in family empowerment, especially with the, the present issues now affecting the family, the whole world? So what is the role of the Church? The definition of family now is altered. It's a family that's composed from a father and a mother and a children. This definition, unfortunately, now is altered. So the church here emphasizes the importance of keeping the family as planned by God, father, mother, and children. And also to empower the family to have good boundaries. Many girls here are exposed to abuse and harassment. So how to empower the girls to have boundaries, to be able to say no to any sort of harassment and to any sort of abuse. This is very important. How to increase the family bond. Uh, social media now and all these gadgets separated the family members f from each other. The church helped the family bond to be strong. Family are exposed to social challenges, financial challenges, spiritual challenges, the church should address all these challenges and empower the family to remain strong because the family is the nucleus of the church and nucleus of the society. If we have broken family, we will have broken society. If we have strong families, we will have strong society. So the focus on the family is very, very important. How communication in the family will be important, how the family will have strong bond with each other, this actually will protect the whole society and the whole church. And affecting uh, the crisis that uh, visits the family now is about the social media influence. Absolutely. If we don't use it right, social media has a negative influence in the family because it distracts the, the members of the family. For example, everyone in the same household but in his or her own world looking at their phones through the internet, they have their own world. So physically they are sitting next to each other in the same household, but emotionally and intellectually and their minds are very, very far from each other because each one has his own world. And this uh, made the family bond so weak. So we need actually to help the family bond to come back together, to connect together how the members of the family reconnect with each other. And again, if we have a strong family, we'll have strong society, we'll have a strong church. Everybody don't spend more time with the gadgets than spending time bonding with our families. And uh, just like what you said, social media should be used properly. Yes, and not only just spending time. Parents now, they don't know what their children are exposed to. 
what you are watching on social media, what you are listening to. And social media has unlimited uh, opportunities, unlimited sites. So we don't know whether these sites are dangerous or not. They are safe to our children or not. So this actually expose our children to risks socially, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially, uh, sexually, in, in every aspect. This actually risking the, the life of our children. That's why we need to teach the family how to use social media properly if we want to have strong families. I, I saw one time uh, during a newscast over uh, EWTN that uh, the the Pope and uh, the Pope of uh, our Coptic Church, yeah, of the Coptic Church, are. Uh, uh, I think they, they they were in one ceremony. In in last May. Last May. Yes, Pope Tawadros yeah. visited Pope Francis yes. in Vatican, and there is a nice story behind it. Fifty years ago, on May tenth. Pope Shenouda met Pope Paul VI. Pope Paul VI. 50 years ago. And it happened again on May 10th, Pope Theodorus met with Pope Francis. That's, That's why they used this day, May 10th, to be a day of solidarity and union and, and love between the Coptic Church and the Catholic Church. So in every year on May 10th, we celebrate this day as a day of cooperation between the Coptic Church and the Catholic Church. And this year was very significant for so many reasons. Number one, it's 50 years from the first visit of Pope Shenouda to Pope Paul VI. Number two, Pope Francis canonized the martyrs of Libya as canonized saints in the Catholic Church. And these are Coptic martyrs, uh, 21 martyrs. They died for Christ and he canonized them. And Pope Tawadros took part of the relics and gave them as a gift to Pope Francis. And Pope Francis actually, uh, he said in his word, in his speech, that he will establish a church in the name of the martyrs of Libya in Vatican. So it was a very nice celebration and the whole world actually spoke about this meeting between Pope Francis and Pope Tawadros. Thank you so much for your presence and uh, you are always welcome anytime you would come again in the near future. And I'm looking forward also to be uh, meeting you again very, very soon by God's grace. God I would like to uh, ask for your parting words now before we end up the show. First, we have the parting words of the MNNs. I am very happy and, and blessed to visit Philippines and to spend some days here in this blessed country. And I wish the best for the Filipino people. And I wish prosperity for the country. I wish peace. I wish success for every single person in this blessed country.